I'm Jonas Knox, and this is Straight Out of Vegas. Coming up on the show, if you are a fan of two teams in sports, I'm just letting you know right now, Hurricane Fezzik has just hit land, and he is ready to wipe out both your hopes for next year and in the NCAA tournament. Plus, we're going to take a look back at the start of the NBA season, a shift in the MVP odds, and you won't believe who could be the difference between a title coming out of the Eastern Conference All of that and more over the next hour. It's straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell alongside Steve Fezzik. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, we are going to take a look at a surprising result that could take place in the NBA. That's coming up just a couple of minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, taking you all the way up until 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 o'clock Pacific. And ladies and gentlemen, if it feels like there are storm clouds starting to arrive over your your heads and some of you are feeling this and maybe some of you aren't it's because some of you are fans of two different teams one's an NFL team the other's a college basketball team and those storm clowns are nothing more than Hurricane Fezzik who is already ready to hit land and he is ready to take out your title hopes in college basketball and ready to eliminate your team already from playoff contention in the NFL Fez how do you feel about coming in here on a Friday people are trying to play have some fun. All they want to do is listen to a little bit of grab ass and talk sports, and you got to walk in and kill their kill their te- team's chances before they even get an opportunity. How do you feel about that? I feel good, Jonas. I have to tell you, as a professional better, some of my best bets that I make are not on teams, but against teams. <laughs> Fading good. teams. We've spoken about this. I love bad news. I love when Andrew Luck retires and leaves his team in the lurch, and I can play the Colts to go under 10 wins. Bets like that are pure gold. And as you've mentioned, I think we've identified one specific NFL team we're going to talk about that is going to struggle, and one college basketball team that's going to struggle in the big dance. So much going on with college basketball and in the NFL but I think we start with a little midterm evaluation right in the NBA absolutely but here's the thing Um, you you touch on something when it comes to bad news because you're rooting for bad news and I'm not going to paint you out like you're the night stalker I don't want anybody to get that impression that's not what we're trying (laughs) to do here that's not the direction I want to go but I think I think you speak for a lot of people who can relate to this that sometimes you may not know what you want but you definitely know what you don't want and like there's a lot of people that are going to go out to dinner with their wives or their better halves tonight and they're going to have this discussion what do you feel like eating i don't know you pick no come on come on what do you feel like eating and they can't pick what they actually want but if you throw out an option like 
How about Chinese? Oh, God, no. It's like that. At least you know what you don't want. And so you know what teams you don't want any part of. Thus, you bet against them. And we'll have a couple of those teams coming up later on in the show. Again, straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ. And so let's get it started, Fez. We are at All-Star Weekend in the NBA. Uh, Not that anybody gives a crap uh, when it comes to the All-Star Weekend, but it is a time to go ahead and look back at what we've seen so far in the NBA and how the title odds may have shifted because, Fez, all of a sudden we've got a brand-new co-favorite expected or at least projected to win the NBA championship. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets plus 280 have the same odds now as the Lakers. The Nets just about a week ago were 4-1. to R.J. Bell recommended a bet on the Nets at that time. I got to give R.J. credit. Heck, I got to give our own Mackenzie Rivers credit. He bet the Nets at 2-1 to to win the East. And I think I was uh, buying the narrative of, oh, Kyrie Irving, Harden, these guys, are, I just don't trust these guys to integrate, to play well together. And really, the opposite has been true. The Nets, despite bringing Harden in, uh, missing lots of games, obviously, when he wasn't on the team, and having Durant missing so many games, they're right there with, with the best record in the East. And I think they only get better. And if I had to make one bet in the futures market, I would bet the Nets right now, plus the 280. Jonas, you said you like the Nets to win the East even more at plus 125, right? That's that's the one that that I would look at because when you get to the NBA Finals, I mean, you know this. I mean, it it just depends the matchups. We've seen a couple of weird situations happen in the NBA Finals the past couple of years. You saw a bunch of injuries early on for the Heat last year in the Finals. Uh, You saw the uh, Golden State Warriors the year before that with the uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, uh, Injuries took place in those Finals. So we've seen this happen before where it's such a long race when you get to the finish line, it's all about a war of attrition. Who's going to be the healthiest when you get to that point? But as far as coming out of the Eastern Conference, I know that the Philadelphia 76ers are a great story, but I'm with you, Fez. These Brooklyn Nets have played and exceeded expectations thus far just based on personalities. Now, they do have Kyrie Irving, right? That's the problem, all right? Because Kyrie Irving is like the guy who decides to read a book in the middle of a party. Like, people are doing keg stands, and they're having a good time. There's a bathtub filled with booze. Uh, You've got stripper poles. You've got everything. And he decides that's the time he's going to break out war and peace and sit in the middle of the party because he just wants the attention and wants to show that he's different. And he's, I mean, if the earth's not flat, then we shouldn't go to the bubble. Then they should change the NBA logo. That's the only reservation I have about the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not worried about James Harden at all. James Harden's shown he's willing to sacrifice uh, and and do something different and decrease his workload from an offense standpoint in order to try and make the team better. I'm not worried about Kevin Durant. He's already been paired up with stars before and had a couple of stars that he's played with. Kyrie, to me, is the one piece of that that I would I would be a little bit concerned with and but here's the other part of the Nets and why I like this and especially like him to win the Eastern Conference. What's the one knock on James Harden throughout the course of his career? Great regular season, runs out of gas in the postseason. Well, now he's not having to carry the entire offense himself. So if if that's the case and you're going to get a better rested, better in condition James Harden when the postseason comes around, Fez, to me, that just screams Brooklyn coming out of the Eastern Conference. 
Absolutely, and I like the Brooklyn team currently, and RJ brought up this point. They're not done yet because they're a very attractive team for any veteran to want to go to that wants to chase a ring. And I know that right now, Blake Griffin, who doesn't move the needle, he's not the player that he was, but he still would be a nice addition. He's minus 500 to go to Brooklyn for his next team. So a big favorite and our own Mackenzie Rivers. When he heard that news, Mackenzie, you think that's a big plus, not so much for how good Blake Griffin is, but for team chemistry, right? Absolutely. One of the most popular people on that team is the center, DeAndre Jordan. And remember, since 2009 to 2018, nine years, these guys were the original Lob City, even before Chris Paul got there. Blake Griffin throwing it up to DeAndre. DeAndre throwing it up to Blake Griffin. Good times were had by all. That's going to be rekindled in Brooklyn this spring. Uh, let me just uh, ask you this, Fez. Do we, so we know that Brooklyn to win, the, to win the East is plus 125. What are the odds right now to win the West? Because it is, is Brooklyn more of a favorite to win their conference than the Lakers are to win theirs? Yeah, so the conference odds, Mackenzie, maybe you can look it up. Yeah, on... I got them right here. Oh, fantastic. You're looking at the Lakers plus 130, Clippers plus 270 is the next favorite. Then a big drop off to the Jazz at 3-1. to one. I mean... Boy, those, those nets to win the conference, Jonas, they just... It almost feels like something has to go wrong. There has to yeah. be an injury. Do we really think Philly's going to be able to knock off the Nets? And if not Philly, wow, Milwaukee is down this year and Boston struggling. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't see it either. By the way, I, I like the idea that uh, Blake uh, Griffin, who's now out of a job, a uh, guy just lost his job, uh, and Fez has got to take him out on national radio. I do like that. I mean, it just you know doesn't again move the with needle. it, yeah, it just it doesn't move the needle. He's irrelevant. Like like what do you like? What else do you like to do, Fez? I mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? Like you you somebody uh, bags your groceries in the store and uh, and you spray the bottom of the bag so it breaks and you make your, their work tougher. I mean, what are we talking about here, Fez? This is, this is unbelievable. You're already taking out Blake Griffin. He didn't do anything to you. Hey, you're the anti-germ guy that All goes right, ahead listen. and you, you spray your hands before hey. you get your change and after. Come hey, on. Let me, let me tell you something. If everybody was doing anti-germs a long time ago, we'd have fans <laughs> in stadiums right now. Okay, you guys can bust my balls all you want and call me Howie Mandel. I was way ahead of this whole thing before everybody else. Uh, all right, straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. All right, so transitioning from where we stand from a team standpoint in the NBA at this point in the season, the MVP odds, Fez, we had been told – this is LeBron's to lose. LeBron James is off and running. And now, all of a sudden, we've got a change in the MVP odds. Who's the new favorite to win the MVP? Yeah, so Joel Embiid is now the new favorite. Just by a smidge, he's plus 210. So bet 100, you get 210 back on Embiid after that monster game against Utah that hurt my feelings. I bet against Embiid, and he went for 40 against me. And the narrative has changed also on LeBron. Had missed a game all year long, and then we saw him sitting out the game before the All-Star break. And we're really questioning, are the Lakers going to be all that focused to have a really good record in the West? Is there going to be more load management? I think it makes sense. Money's coming on Embiid. And frankly, when I look through all of the NBA candidates, one that's surging, James Harden, he was 30 to 1 just a week ago. He's 16 to 1. And I'm going to make the case I see one of those three winning the MVP, and I really don't think there's another strong candidate out there, Jonas. I, I think there's – look, I, I would vote James Harden. I'd have no problem voting for him if he continue to play at a high level and Brooklyn runs away with the Eastern Conference. I'd have no problem voting with him. Unfortunately, the people that make these votes, they like to use whatever sort of 
thing that bothered them about the player as a reason why they're going to vote against them. And I think there's no way the people in the NBA that vote on these awards are going to vote James Harden the MVP after he basically quit on his previous team. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think I think part of that plays into it. I don't like the part of it plays into it, but I think that's that's where we're at with this stuff. And a lot of this is based off you want to call it personal agendas, whatever. I just I find it hard to believe that James Harden is going to win the MVP. I'll say this though: if Anthony Davis is going to continue to be out, LeBron James has already taken time off. He took a game off he's got the all-star break coming up I wouldn't be surprised to see LeBron James come out of the all-star break like gangbusters and 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 start putting up major numbers wanting to show everybody I'm rested I'm ready to go I still think there's some value in LeBron James because he's the guy who's going to get most of the love because he's going to have to do it himself. And if he's able to will the Lakers in some big games or some nationally televised games with Anthony Davis out that's got to impact some of these odds no question about it. And I think you can make a strong case for one of those three, like I said, to win. I'm kind of dismissing everyone else. I don't see the Joker winning. I don't see Donkic winning. I don't see Curry winning. Frankly, those teams just aren't having good enough years. And Giannis is not having a good enough year to even be considered compared to his monster prior year. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's a three-man race. And given it's a three-man race, if I had to make a bet, I'd bet the 16-1 to on Harden right now just because of the great odds. All right, quickly, before we get to break, uh, update on the odds of the Pacific Division. This is a bet that you guys made on the show. You bet the Suns to win the Pacific Division. Where was, where did, when you guys placed the bet, where did you get it at and where do they stand now? So we locked in the Suns 12 to 1, Jonas. The Suns are down to 4 to 1 wow. to win the Pacific. Of course, the Clippers and the Lakers are in that division as well. But the feeling is Phoenix may well go all in during the regular season. And they have the best record since the bubble. They've won 75% of their games. They're currently with a one game lead. We're sitting fat with our 12 to 1 bet on Phoenix to win the Pacific Division. Somewhere in Arizona. There's a guy in a Dan Marley jersey listening to that, Fez, and, and he's just thinking about the good old days and how you're trying to bring back the great franchise there in Phoenix. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, it's either that or a Joe Klein jersey, one of the two. All right. Uh, it is uh, Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox, in for R.J. Bell. This is Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Up next, Steve Fezzik has identified one team in the NFL – that might go winless. Find out who they are and if they're your team next year on FSR. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell alongside Steve Fezzik. Coming up in, we'll call it about 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Uh, we are going to tell you about the one team in the NCAA tournament. According to Steve Fezzik, you don't want to bet to win it all. That'll be coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so uh, we told you there are two teams that if you are a fan of these two teams – 
um, you're not going to be pleased with what you hear. All right, now, now don't take it out of me. All right, I'm, I am simply the messenger. I'm simply here uh, to steer the Titanic. I'm not the one who told it to go into the glacier. I'm simply driving. All right, I, I, I'm taking orders. There is somebody above me, and that somebody is Steve Fezzik, who has identified a team in the NFL that he thinks is going to be awful. All right, now. If we're going to give you bad news, we figure the least we could do is come out of our own pockets and pay for a studio band who is going to provide the soundtrack for this bad news here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, So here we go. Uh, The band is ready. Everybody's got a mask on. They are six feet apart. Uh, And and here we go. The doomsday music presented to you by um, uh, Steve Fezzik and the Heartbreakers here. uh, And they are providing this on Fox Sports Radio. So Steve Fezzik, the team in the NFL that no question is going to be awful this upcoming season is who? The Detroit Lions, oh Jonas. Oh my God. Oh my God. By my calculations, they've officially been eliminated from any <laughs> chance of playoffs for the coming year. Okay. What is your problem with the Lions? J- Jared Goff doesn't wet your whistle? Come on, Steve. <laughs> my problem with the Lions, who I'm not going to talk about the team. I'm going to talk about the schedule. Every year, someone really gets the business with the NFL schedule, and the schedule is set in stone. But because of who you play each and every year and it rotates, it can really help you or hurt you. And it is going to kill the Lions this year. Reason being obvious, tough division except for you, if you got to play the Lions and they don't get to play themselves. So they got to play Green Bay, Chicago, and Minnesota. That's not good, but that's normal for the Lions. But now you look at their, the rest of their schedule. They have to play the NFC West, and that NFC West is going to be a monster, Jonas, with Arizona projected to be a last-place team in that division, but an average team. Obviously, you've got four good teams in the NFC West. Let's go to the AFC. They have to play the AFC North. Well, that's the Bengals and three decent teams right there. So add that all up, and the Lions, maybe they'll be favored against the Bengals. That's the only game they're going to be favored in. But wait, you say, wait, they get a last-place schedule. They get to play two last-place teams, right? Well, yes, but the problem is the last-place teams they face are Atlanta and Philly. Now, I'm not projecting either of those teams to go into the playoffs, but for a last-place schedule, those are really difficult teams to have to play for your last place schedule. So bottom line, yeah, like the Titanic, they're not just going to hit an iceberg. They're going to hit a glacier. It's all going to come crashing down for the Lions this year. Uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you are a Detroit Lions fan, thoughts and prayers. Uh, if you are a fan <laughs> of uh, haunted house music, uh, you're welcome. Because uh, we were able to provide that here as the suspense music. Uh, John Ramos is the DJ on today's show. John, was that off uh, Goblins and Ghouls Volume 5? Is Actually, that, uh... Volume 6. Okay, very good. I did do this one of the two. See, I was just trying to figure that out. All right, so one of the two there. Uh, so Steve Fezzik with bad news on the Detroit Lions. And look, it's, it shouldn't be... Just when you look at the schedule, as you as you pointed out, it's a difficult schedule. And even the teams that are quote-unquote bad teams from a year ago, and the Falcons have got talent. I mean, Philadelphia, we're not sure what exactly is going to happen in Philadelphia, but there's at least something. It's not like the cupboard's bare in Philly, all right? It's not the Super Bowl team by any means, but the cupboard's not bare. And also, why did they walk away from Matt Stafford? Because they realize, look, this is we're in the midst of a rebuild. All right. You know, you bring back Jared Goff, but I wouldn't be surprised if Goff's out of there in, in, in 
two years from now because they're just trying to turn over the roster. They've got decisions to make. There was a major overhaul in the front office. You're bringing in a coach and giving him a long-term deal with the expectation uh, that he's going to have enough time to get this thing back on track. If this is sort of a throwaway year for Detroit, wouldn't this be the time when you would jump on it? Or if season win totals even been released because they're waiting to see whether or not we do have a 17-game season? Yeah, it's a good point. I think it might be more likely we do have a 17-game season. If it's 16 games, I think the Lions' season win number will be around five. And when I'm talking about them going winless, obviously, I like under five. And I also like the fact, boy, Goff is a quarterback. When things are going well, he seems to perform better when things start to go south. Oh, God. Oh my goodness! Yes, yeah. yeah it, it's it's been, we've seen multiple examples of whether you want to go to the Super Bowl, whether you want to go to that Sunday night game against the Bears, where you want to go to the game last year against the Dolphins it was one of the worst we've ever seen him. It's you know he's capable of really good performances. I mean, he beat Patrick Mahomes in that in that shootout, the fifty four fifty one game. I think it was a Monday night or a Thursday night uh, a few years back. Um, he's got good in him, but when he's bad, he's as bad as anybody. Fez. Yeah, and I just don't see much good coming from the Detroit Lions season. So we're going to fade them early and often, Jonas. And also, you would you would imagine a bounce-back year for Minnesota. I, I, I don't think they start off the year like they did a year ago. And they made a run, and they were in the conversation. Then they ran out of gas towards the end, depending on what Chicago does at quarterback. You know, Aaron Rodgers is still in the division. Clearly, Detroit's the worst team in the division. Thus, uh, I, I'm with you. I think that's probably a smart bet. Uh, it is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so other news around the NFL. Not a surprise, Fez. Um, Alex Smith released by the Washington football team. I think sort of the conversation surrounding this got a little bit uncomfortable when Smith had some strong words about the team that he wasn't in their plans and he felt like they had walked away from him and not really given him a chance to to play in the playoff game. Nonetheless, Washington moves on from Alex Smith. So where does Washington stand now, not just at quarterback, but also in that division, the NFC East, which is one of the, you know, if not one of the worst divisions we've seen in a long time, at least in the conversation a year ago. Yeah, so money has come in on Washington. I know they were plus 550 to win the division, and that's down to around 4-1. to one. So optimism, you know, they're one of those clubs that's, as RJ likes to say, playing musical chairs with quarterbacks. Are they really going to go with Heineke? I doubt it. So who knows what Washington might do at quarterback, but the fact that, as you mentioned, that division is so weak that there's certainly some optimism. I think this is a good move. You know what you had with Alex Smith, and that was a bottom-tier starting quarterback, so certainly a chance to upgrade. Okay, so you, uh, where do you have Alex Smith ranked among quarterbacks in the NFL right now? I have him number 28, but let's face it, if you're close to number 32 in terms of your starting quarterback, it's time to find a new starting quarterback, and that's the case for Washington. Okay, yeah, I mean, we'll think about it this way. uh, If we're ranking all 32 starting quarterbacks, Fez, you and I are tied for 33rd. That's only five (laughs) away from Alex Smith. All right, so so that's where we're at. Uh, But again, but this just goes with the theme today because first it was Blake Riven who just lost his job. Uh, Then you had to take out the Detroit Lions uh, and their fan base who just wants something good. And now you just took out Alex Smith, who nearly lost his leg two years ago. So that's nice, Fez. So at least we we continue on with the theme uh, as you continue to ridicule and bully uh, everybody here on the air. This is what we like to do on a Friday as people head into happy hour. I think this is this is the type of radio they were looking for. 
Absolutely. But you know what? I've got good things to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> and their decision they've made. Okay, well, let me, let me just, before we get to Pittsburgh, let me just ask you this. You got Alex Smith ranked 28th. Who's 27 and who's 29? Do you, do you have your, your, your rankings uh, just off the top of your head? Or, or who do you have sort of in that bottom tier, that bottom four or five tier, along with Alex Smith at this point in his career? Cam Newton and Locke and Minshew, all in that same category. Okay, so Minshew, Locke, Alex Smith, and Cam Newton are the, are the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. The bottom two, Sam Darnold and Hurts for Philly right now. Okay, so there it is. So, so Steve Fezzik, uh, as we, while everybody else tries to talk about the top of the NFL, uh, nobody scrapes the bottom like we do here on Straight <laughs> Out of Vegas. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, so coming up next, we do have some good news. There is a team in the AFC, some good news for this team moving forward. We're going to get to that next year on Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. PM Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, you, uh, all right. So it is uh, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik, straight out of Vegas, in for RJ Bell here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, Steve Fezzik is going to tell you the team in the NCAA tournament you absolutely do not want to bet on. That's coming up 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. So Fez, we talked about the bad news. The Detroit Lions are going to be really bad. Strength of schedule, all of that rebuild where they're at as, as an organization standpoint goes. Um, when it comes to the AFC, there's somebody that you're actually a little bit more optimistic about. So a little bit of good news from Steve Fezzik on which team in the AFC? On the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I've got to, I guess, curb the enthusiasm a little bit. It's not so much I'm optimistic about Pittsburgh as much as I like what they did as an organization, working it out with Big Ben. They're paying Big Ben $14 million a year now in cash. That will make him the 14th highest paid quarterback. And you know what? By my rankings, Jonas, Big Ben's only the 19th best quarterback. So it looks like a bad deal for Pittsburgh to do this. But I think it's a good move as an organization. You look at what Rothless, what Big Ben has done for this organization and the like and for the fan base. And I think bringing him back for one more year, even if you're slightly overpaying him, a good move by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me tell you something. Roethlisberger is tough for anybody to stay. It sounds like a dog uh, with peanut butter in his mouth. Every t- like, it doesn't matter who it is. When you say it, it sounds like a dog with like a, a pound of jiff in his mouth. Like I'm, I swear to God, it's just one of those names that's really frustrating. It's like, like you, know what, you know what's a great name? Two great names, Bull Bull and Bilal Powell, because you can say those names, and then you can say those names after you take a bite out of a sandwich, and they sound the exact same. The Exact same. There's, there's no difference whatsoever. But Roethlisberger's a pain in the ass, even almost two decades into the league. Now, let me. Ask, so, you, you've got Roethlisberger at 19 when it comes to quarterbacks in the league. So, so 19 is where you've got him ranked. Where does that stand in the AFC North? So, because if we're talking, and, and the reason I bring that up is this. I believe that you can find out who you think is going to win a division more often than not by who's got the best quarterbacks or at least who doesn't have the worst quarterback in the division. I, I think that tells you a lot about where your team is at. If you've got the best quarterback in the division, you've got a really good opportunity. If you have the worst quarterback in the division, you're going to have to overcome a lot of hurdles to try and get there. So in the AFC North, when you factor in Lamar Jackson coming off a, a year in which he gets to the postseason, gets over the hump, but then he gets knocked out of that game against Buffalo. You've got Roethlisberger a, a year removed from that, that arm surgery that he underwent last season. And you got Mayfield, who may or may not uh, have been on the set of Fire in the Sky uh, over the past couple of days and saw a UFO. And then you've got Joe 
Joe Burrow coming off the injury. Where do you have Roethlisberger in that division when it comes to quarterbacks? I do have him last. I have Lamar Jackson, the best quarterback, my number six quarterback, Mayfield, number 10, Joe Burrow, number 16. That assumes Burrow comes back fully from his injury, so that puts Big Ben at last. But, of course, Pittsburgh's going to have to rely on their defense. Oh, so you, you think Roethlisberger is worse than Joe Burrow coming off that injury? Or like is, that said, just, is that just based off last season and, and you're looking at, you know, next season could be a different story, but just based off last season's rankings, that's where you have Roethlisberger. That's correct. So obviously oh, Burrow man. could struggle coming off the injury. And in that case, Big Ben would be third best quarterback in the division. So w- where do you expect Pittsburgh's season win total to be at? And let, let me see if I, if I would think nine, nine and a half. Is that too high for Pittsburgh next year? Yeah, way too high. Probably eight to eight and a half, just the way the the year ended, that by the end of the year, even though Pittsburgh started 11-0, and 0, most experts, and I was included, had Pittsburgh rated just a slightly above average team. That's it. See, I, I okay, here's what I would say about Roethlisberger. First of all, they had no running game. They were the worst rushing offense in the NFL by a, by a wide margin. They were terrible. They couldn't run the football. You expected a guy, and I'm not saying you, Fez. I'm saying Pittsburgh expected a guy this late in his career coming off a serious, serious arm injury and a a legitimate surgery that I don't know how if anybody, maybe one or two guys, if anybody, had ever come back from. And Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball over 600 times last season. That that was a recipe for disaster. The fact that they started 11-0 I think is impressive just based on how much you put on Ben Roethlisberger's plate to come back. But if you got him just some sort of a running game, if you got him some help and they could control the clock and as you pointed out that defense is legit there's got to be even though he's the worst quarterback in your rankings in the division there's got to be some value on them to win the division no all depends on the number if i get pittsburgh at plus 450 yes if pittsburgh's plus 250 no where do you think where do you think they'll be if you were to just rank right now the AFC North as far as who's the favorite to win it what the odds would be best to guess knowing all that you know about Vegas and how they make these those lines where do you think the AFC North stands oh clearly Baltimore is the favorite they'll probably be even money and then you'd be looking at you know, Cleveland's a team that the pro betters love to bet so Cleveland's going to be about two to one and then like I said Pittsburgh probably around plus 350 man that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting to watch because one of those I'm not high on Cleveland I'll say that right now I actually think Cleveland might take a step back I think Cleveland might take a step back a lot went their way last year a lot went right for them and we've seen this before how coach comes in gets a really good year out of a quarterback that maybe hadn't had that type of year and then they sort of take a step back a la Trubisky and the second season with Matt Nagy where they regressed because people started to figure him out I wonder if Cleveland's going to do the same thing and one thing about the Cleveland defense, I do believe it's overrated. Think about those three games that Cleveland played this past year at home where the weather was just atrocious. Yep. The Eagles game, the yep. game against the Texans, the game against the Raiders, where you know Joe Montana wouldn't have been able to move the ball. So that made the Cleveland defense look better in the underlying stats at the end of the year than it really was. Uh, straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell here on FSR. You can check out the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, the one team in college basketball that Steve Fezzik says you do not want to pick to win the NCAA tournament. And I'm telling you, this is a shocker. 
find out who it is next here on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell. Coming up here in, uh, we'll call it about 12 minutes from now. Top of next hour, it is the odd couple, Rob Parker and Chris Broussard. Make sure you check those guys out again a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So, Steve Fezzik, we know you have a best bet today. You're going to send people uh, home for the weekend uh, with an opportunity to make a little bit of coin. But first, we've got to pay off the tease. This is a gigantic tease. Everybody wants to win their NCAA bracket pool. It is about that time. It is that season. Uh, We didn't get it last year, but we all want to win our bracket pool. We all want to win the money involved with the bracket pool. You have identified the one team in college basketball that will not win the NCAA championship. And what team is it, Fez? It is the Gonzaga team, the favorite to win the tournament, currently at plus 275. I'm not saying they can't win, Jonas, but it is Very unlikely the Zags are going to win this tournament. Three major reasons. First reason, the Zags were the best team in the country back in December. Then they had to play the West Coast Conference, and they pounded the Loyola Marymonts of the world for three months. So what has happened is because of that, they're not getting any better. Now, all the analytics and the math geeks are looking at their underlying numbers for the entire year, saying this is the best team. Well, they were the best team, but in the meantime, the Illinois, the Michigans, the Arkansas, the West Virginias, all those teams have been getting better, and I don't feel Gonzaga has been getting better, so that's my first of three reasons that I'm looking to fade Gonzaga. All right, so the Bulldogs of Gonzaga, you say, are not going to win the NCAA championship. Now, they're undefeated. Are they the undefeated team? They're number one in college basketball but is this you throwing shade at the smaller conference is this you just giving a little bit of love I mean because look we've got to tell truths here because we want people to know that we're on the up and up we're not pulling any any shenanigans we're not trying to play games here you did go to a big 10 school all right so I don't know if this is you sort of uh you know looking at Gonzaga and other smaller conferences like the gum on your shoe but you did go to a Big 10 school in Northwestern and so you're saying fade Gonzaga to win the NCAA title. Well, I'm glad you brought up that I did go to school in Big Ten country, and that's where this tournament will be, in Indiana. And so it's obvious that's not good that the Zags have to travel to the Midwest, more travel than other teams. What isn't as obvious is that the crowds, there's going to be 25% capacity in these venues, and the Big Ten fans are going to root for their own, especially if they play Gonzaga. And also, the last undefeated team in college basketball, 1976, the Indiana Hoosiers. If I'm an Indiana, hey, there's a legacy there. And like those Miami Dolphin teams that revel in the fact no one else has gone undefeated, I think that there's going to be Indiana fans that are going to be cheering (laughs) against Gonzaga so they can pop the champagne like the Dolphins do each and every year when they Uh... lose. So that's my second reason. Hidden home court advantage against the Zags. But number three, Jonas, and I think you just accused me of not being on the up, up and up. I'm going to make the case the committee is not on the up and up. The committee has one job, one priority, 
And that priority is to get as many big conference teams to go as deep as possible in the tournament and to try to screw the little guy and not let him win the title. We saw this 2014, the Wichita State Shockers, number one seed, undefeated. What did the committee do? Well, they just dug into their bag of tricks, and they took a Kentucky team that was a clear-cut <laughs> top-10 team with Julius Rando, Willie Cauley-Stein, the Harrison brothers. Eh, give them an eight seed and put them in the same I remember um, that. I remember pod that. there yeah. as Wichita State. They sent Wichita State to their death. Poor Mackenzie Rivers. That, that was mm. his biggest. Mackenzie, that was your biggest bet you made as an early pro better, right? I wouldn't call myself a pro better back in the day, but yeah, that was the biggest bet of my life. I was calling one of those services, and they kept telling me a pick. They were 6-0. I kept doubling my money. They said, Wichita <laughs> State minus 5. It can't lose. I believed them. Van Vliet oh, let you man. down there. Uh, so there it is. So if by the, I don't know how many of these are actually in existence, but if you are a Detroit Lion fan and a Gonzaga fan, this is the worst <laughs> one hour of radio in the history of your life. I don't know how many of those are in existence, and if you missed any of the Detroit Lions stuff, check out the podcast. It'll all make sense in the end after the show. Fez, time for your best bet before we go. What do you like? All right, so I want to fade Gonzaga. How am I going to do it? There's a prop out there. Who's going to win the tournament, Gonzaga or Baylor? Or the field. Well, I'm not that high on Baylor, and you know I'm down on Gonzaga. I'm taking the field to win. So Gonzaga and Baylor are not going to win the tournament. I'm going to lay minus 150. I laid out all the reasons why I don't like Gonzaga here. I think Baylor has about a maybe just under a 15% chance. Gonzaga, way overrated. I'll take the field and lay the minus 150 to win the tournament. There he is. Fez, quickly, 10 seconds. Any quick advice for somebody wanting to bet on the All-Star game this weekend? <laughs> other than just don't bet it at all i think it's a great entertainment value i would go ahead and pass on team lebron laying four against team durant if you do bet the total which is currently 309 you know what i bet it now it seems like this total does nothing but inflate historically there it is uh, the great steve fezzik uh, you can find him on twitter at fezzik sports correct fez where they can find you on twitter that's the uh, yes. that's the handle there it is uh, all right jonas knox steve fezzik this is straight out of vegas again if you missed any of today's show check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com we are back on monday 6 p.m eastern time right here on fox sports radio straight out of vegas, vegas.